Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. My name is J.J. Jackson, and it's so great to have you here with us on this Tuesday September 26, 2023. We're excited to talk about everything going on in the life of Duke Athletics. We'll talk about Duke football a good bit today with my good pal Jordan Mann at Duke FB Fans on Twitter. For the first time ever, ESPN's College Game Day, the football version, comes to Durham ahead of Duke and Notre Dame this upcoming weekend. We'll discuss Duke's win over UConn and so much more on today's show. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to follow and subscribe to Locked On Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcast. Also, make sure you check out our YouTube page. Watch that each and every day. Hit that subscribe button. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils, and I'm on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Without further ado, let me bring on my good pal, Jordan Mann, and it has finally happened, my friend. ESPN's College Game Day is coming to Durham. Oh, my God. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, it's been for – I'm almost 30. It's my whole life I've been wanting college game day at Duke. I don't care how outdated some might view college game day. For schools like Duke, this is a special moment, and I'm soaking it all in this whole week. I can't wait to watch it. I can't wait to see everything behind the scenes that goes into college game day. Yeah, no, it's going to be a whole lot of fun for so many people to see, obviously, ahead of a big primetime game like Duke and Notre Dame. And it kind of sums up – the Mike Elko era so far. You're sporting Elko's face on your chest oh, yeah. right now for those that are uh, that are watching us on YouTube. And Jordan, that really has been kind of a summary of what he's been able to do as Duke's football head coach. Like it's the first of each of these milestones, and we're only you know a season and not even a half uh, through his Duke coaching career. Yeah, everything that he has said from the beginning since day one. He said he came to Duke to win championships knowing that Duke came off a three and nine year or whatever it was and was dead last in the ACC and people scoffed at it and stuff. And even Duke fans were like, yeah, okay, coach speak. Well, year one, when you go nine and four, win the bowl game against UCF. And then coming in this year, you beat a top 10 team for the first time since 89. And then four games into your second season, you're hosting college game day as the 18th best team in the country. I mean, He's done everything he said he was going to do at Duke. He's just done it a lot quicker than he even imagined. So hats off to Coach Elko and the whole staff. It's one thing to talk about it. It's entirely something different to actually be about it. And he has been about every single promise and thing that he said will happen as the Duke football head coach. And uh, credit to him because this is what many believed to be a really tough football job, right? A lot of people know the university as a basketball school first and foremost, and basketball is continuing to lead the way for that university. But credit to Mike Elko for making football a big part of the conversation when it comes to Duke athletics. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he he's done a really good job of embracing Duke, like Duke basketball because sometimes with big-time programs, you don't want to separate Duke, uh, basketball and football. But when he came to Duke, he made it known, him and Coach K, he was honored at the Duke game and all that, and him and Shire have a really good friendship, and even him and uh, Coach Pollard on Duke Baseball, they have a good friendship, so very nice job by the whole athletic department being like a brotherhood, no pun intended with Duke, but 
seriously, they've just done a heck of a job as a athletic department. I remember some of those first two basketball games, Elko would be there. They would have the uh, free throw shots by celebrities for charity. And we saw Elko drain his free throw jumper uh, to, to donate some money to charity. So he's just been a part of that Duke family ever since he got the job. And now here we are, ESPN College Game Day, the biggest show of them all is coming to campus to tell a little bit of the Duke football story. Yeah, I mean, you, college game day, and then obviously they're on ABC, so it's Reese Davis and Kirk Herbstreet and Holly Rowe. Like, again, stuff that you see that you've dreamed about, that I've dreamed about as a Duke fan since I was a kid, and seeing hopefully Lee Corso puts on a Blue Devil and not at Notre Dame Fighting Irish because I don't even care about the game. I just care about living in the moment of college game day and embracing that college game day is at Duke. Yeah, Corso's headgear pick. I hadn't really thought about that yet, but I guess this would be the first time ever that something like that has taken place. We've seen him kind of go with the uh, Notre Dame um, get up before, but uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, let's see Duke get some love here. Yeah, lean into it, Lee. Just lean into it. Just give me that screenshot moment for the rest of my life. Yeah, we need it once, and then we're good to go. I would tweet it every single day. I promise. If you just do the headgear, I'll tweet it, Lee. Just do it. But I'm curious to know who they go with the guest picker. That's going to be interesting. Yeah, they've got to make a big decision there. I, I think, obviously, a lot of people have, have talked about wanting Duke football to get its moment and not having one of these basketball guys to come out and steal the limelight. Uh, I'm not as opinionated or passionate in regards to who the guest picker should be. Um, I, I, I'm just excited to see that Duke, once again, has got this opportunity. Are you passionate about who that needs to be? Kind of, because it is a Duke football moment. And I really, the only person I really want it to be is Steve Spurrier, because one, I mean, what he, he was the first guy at Duke to really make Duke a football program in his three or four years. But he's also the perfect personality and the, he has the best quotes in college football history. And I just want him to pick like against Tennessee and call them the Citrus Bowl, you can't spell citrus without UT. Like, I want to hear all the puns when he goes through it. And I think that Steve Spurrier would be the best. But I think – I don't know who they'd pick, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's like Coach K or John Shire. But I'm hoping that Steve Spurrier is the guest. Well, Duke football is now 4-0. They had their first road victory of the season. They went up to Connecticut to play the Huskies. We'll talk about that game and more after our first time out here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. Locked on Blue Devils here today is brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Game Time is the best place for you to go and secure your last-minute ticket deals. Game Time, the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. All-in prices show your total upfront, so you know you're getting a great deal without hidden fees. You can buy tickets in seconds with two taps. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event or game, and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals for tickets on football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On College for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed.
Moving forward here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils, JJ Jackson alongside my pal Jordan Mann at Duke FB Fans on Twitter. I think we need another version of the origin story for you because here we are. A lot of people are excited about this big time moment for Duke football. You're going to be out there trending on social media, I would imagine, a little bit this week, Jordan Mann. So tell the people who the hell you are and a little bit about your love for Duke football. Yeah, so uh, I run the Duke Football Fans account, as you see down there. I uh, started it uh, a few years ago, probably six, seven years ago. And, yeah, I just grew up about 20 minutes from Durham in Mebane, North Carolina. And I uh, fell in love with bad football. That's basically what it was. I was a kid going to Wallace Wade and always hoping that Duke could score one touchdown or keep it within three touchdowns. And I just fell in love with the underdog and – it really came to fruition when Cuthliffe came to Duke and showed that, hey, you can go from winning zero games to three games. And I remember winning three games was a pretty big deal for Duke football. And then all of a sudden you go to a bowl game, a few heartbreakers in bowl games, uh, the fumble with the Belk Bowl, or the Arizona Bowl, or the Sun Bowl against Arizona State. But, yeah, just as a kid, I grew up being a diehard Duke fan in general, and I – was just wanting to will a victory with Duke football like Duke basketball was doing as growing up. We were spoiled as Duke basketball fans, and I was like, why can't there be both? And it took 29 years, but here we are where Duke is as relevant as the basketball program right now. Yeah, I love that. It's a 4-0 Duke football team after another win, uh, 41-7, the final score against UConn. It's unbelievable that the point, uh, the seven points per game streak kind of moves on. I know that they gave up. 14 the week prior, but three out of the four games, only giving up seven points to the opponent. Really impressive job by that Duke defense. I feel like we've always started in our breakdowns lately by talking about the offense. Let's switch it up today. Give me some love for the Duke football defense and what you liked about their performance on Saturday against UConn. Oh, yeah. I mean, they dominated the trenches. I mean, speaking of going back to me being a Duke football fan where it started, one of the games I went to when I was a kid was Duke-UConn, and UConn beat Duke 42-14. to And my dad was like, why can't we be UConn? And now fast forward like 15-so years, Duke does a beat down at UConn 42-7. to And, yeah, this, we dom- Duke dominated the trenches. They, It's an inferior opponent, and Duke dominated the – trenches against the inferior opponent. I think they had like 32 total yards or something like that in the first half. And Duke really just came in, dominated on defense. And Brandon Johnson still making plays, linebackers making plays, causing turnovers. Dwayne Carter with a thick six touchdown against the UConn Huskies. And that's two uh, career touchdowns for Dwayne Carter in back-to-back years. He had one against A&T, a scoop and score. And now this year against UConn, scoop and score. But yeah, Duke's front four, front six, just dominated the trenches all game. UConn did not score until uh, 12 seconds left in the game. They were finally able to uh, find the end zone. So nearly a shutout for Duke. Really, really dominant defensive performance. Yeah, and if you had the if you had the under in that game, I'm sorry, it closed at like 45. And oh wow, the, I didn't realize that. The final touchdown made it hit the over <laughs> with 48, 49, whatever it was. But yeah. Tough for you if you had the under in that game because Duke dominated the whole game. We love to see it. So talking about this Duke football defense a little bit more, Brandon Johnson is a name that you brought up a second ago, and he's been a name that a lot of people have kind of been talking about given Duke's play, uh, a name that we weren't speaking about as much going into the season. A lot of love for um, the, the defensive linemen, as you said, a lot of questions about that linebacker room and what it could look like. 
new transfers in the secondary into the program. We weren't talking about Brandon Johnson as much, but he's given us a lot of reason to talk about him so far this season. Yeah, Brandon Johnson, I mean, the guy is just – he's a missile. Like, he is a missile on defense. I mean, it, I don't know what he's listed at. That is in 5'10", 180. He, we'll go with that. He might be 5'8", 5'9", 180. But the guy is a bullet when he's blitzing. And I've seen him win matchups against offensive linemen that nobody's really supposed to win blitzing as much as he does. And it doesn't matter if it's UConn, Lafayette, or Clemson. He's going to pop somebody in the mouth and get in the backfield. And the guy just is addicted to finding the ball. So the guy is an absolute playmaker. Another uh, one-and-a-half tackles for loss this past weekend. Where's jersey number three? He's flying all across your screen. So a lot of love for Brandon Johnson uh, with what he's been able to do this season for Duke football. Give me another standout on the defense. Again, we talked about the scoop and score for Dwayne Carter, but we're always talking about him. Who was somebody else that's been impressing you through four games of the season? Well, last game, Anise Peebles had a uh, sack-and-a-half. So he had a sack-and-a-half and – the front four did a great job on a stunt. He got free and had a sack. But the guy I'm going to go with is uh, Miles Jones. He didn't play against UConn. They rested him. He had a little minor injury there, but they basically were holding him for Notre Dame. But came in seventh-year senior from A&M. He's played three games in three years due to injury. Comes to Duke, and he's had two interceptions in three games. And the guy is six four, long, had a – hell of a pass breakup against Clemson and had a pass breakup and a pick against uh, Northwestern. And I'm excited to see him against Notre Dame's talented wide receivers passing game because we know what Hartman can do, but Duke having Miles Jones and Al Blades out in the secondary and Chandler Rivers is very impressive. And I'm very excited for Duke to go toe-to-toe again with another superior opponent. What about this Duke football offense? 41 points on the scoreboard. Again, uh, six of them were on that scoop and score by Dwayne Carter. Todd Polino knocked a couple of long-range field goals down. But uh, the running game uh, found the end zone a good bit once again. The numbers might not be eye-popping as some previous weeks, but it feels like this season just two passing touchdowns so far for Riley Leonard. So if Duke's going to score, they're likely running that thing in. Yeah, yeah. Kevin Johns, I mean, he's done a heck of a job this year calling plays. Duke did struggle on the run, in the run game this past uh, week, but that's one thing UConn's really good at. Their strength is the run defense. They held NC State, uh, same same deal with Duke. NC State had trouble moving, moving the ball on the ground against UConn, and he adjusted well and took the top off the defense with Riley Leonard. They were being aggressive from the first possession. Uh Riley had Jordan Moore open, just overthrew him by a couple yards, and that ended the streak of, I think, five straight games Duke scored on the opening drive of a game. And it could have been easily six if Riley hit Jordan, but it, Duke won 41-7, so I'm not going to be upset yeah. about him missing that. But, yeah, the offense, man, Jordan Waters, I think, has seven rushing touchdowns in four games. So the guy just finds the end zone. Seven carries, for, and two of them were touchdowns. I like those. I like those odds. Yeah, no, good stuff from the Duke run game, that's for sure. So, uh, and for the passing game to pick up a little bit, like you look at the counting stats, again, only two touchdown passes this season for Riley Leonard. The passing yards really aren't that crazy as well when you look at some of the other leaders across the country and across the ACC, uh, but the, they're finding other ways to score. It's not like Duke hasn't been scoring in many of these games. They've been finding the end zone. It just hasn't been through uh, the air, which is what we were talking about the vast majority of the offseason. 
Yeah, and to go off of that too, one of the reasons why, the, if you look at the numbers, it's like Riley's passing numbers are down, the offensive numbers are down, and that's because two of the last, two of the four games they haven't played the fourth quarter. I mean, against Lafayette, they didn't play the second half really, so those numbers are going to take a hit. But on the flip side, and on the most positive thing, is you're getting inexperienced guys snaps. So you never know when a guy's going to go down, who needs to come up and fill that role. And Duke's done a really good job of getting young guys in to get game time snaps. And UConn scored that last touchdown against the second team defense and Northwestern did also. But I take that. I want Duke's new guys to struggle when they come in because they need to learn the game and learn what, what it takes. And so far Duke's done a really good job of getting fresh bodies in the fourth quarter. Elko said that, he wants Duke to be the freshest team in the fourth quarter this year. I like the chances when they don't play like three of the four fourth <clears throat> quarter to start the season. That helps. That really does help. So good job by the Duke team for taking care of business early in the game to rest a little bit later. All right, let's talk about the next game coming up for Duke and a little more Duke football conversations after our final timeout here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. Locked On Blue Devils here today is brought to you by DoorDash. You've trusted DoorDash to deliver your restaurant favorites, and now you can get grocery delivery that actually delivers too. With thousands of grocery stores to choose from, you'll find the best in your neighborhood and boost your local economy with each and every order. You'll get exactly what you ordered or we'll make it right. So sit back and enjoy quality groceries just like you picked them yourself. If you want even more value, you can save on all your groceries and restaurant favorites with a $0 delivery fee on all eligible orders with a Dash Pass membership with easy substitutions right in the app and best-in-class customer support. DoorDash delivers groceries exactly how you want it. You can get 50% off your first DoorDash order up to a $20 value when you use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE at checkout. Limited time offer, terms apply. That's 50% off your $20, no minimum subtotal, and zero delivery fees on your first order when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for 50% off your first order with DoorDash. Final few moments here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils. JJ Jackson alongside my pal Jordan Mann. All right, Duke football undefeated. They'll take on Notre Dame. Duke is number 17 in the country, Notre Dame number 11, a top 20 matchup, 7.30 p.m. Eastern kickoff on ABC. What are you expecting in a game like this, Jordan? Ooh, physicalness. Physical, physical, physical. It's going to be one in the trenches this game. I know that might be a cliche to some, but it really is. I mean, Estime is an absolute stud for Notre Dame, and so Duke's going to have to stop the run game. Uh, I mean, he comes into the game averaging seven and a half yards a carry, 7.7 yards a carry. And that's coming off of the game where he was held to 70 yards. It's not ironic that they – it's not a coincidence that they lost to Ohio State with him only having 70 yards rushing when the first four games of the season he had 95, 116, 134, and 176. So you got to stop him and keep him under 100 yards and – Elko, one thing that Duke has a positive in is Elko knows Hartman very well from this time at Wake Forest. They both spent time there. He's really close to Dave Clawson as well. So I'm sure the game plan in the passing game, Duke's going to have a pretty solid game plan, but it's the run game in the trenches, something that Clemson had a really had success in the second half against Duke, but Duke just 
bend don't break type of mentality and literally bent at the one yard line multiple times and got stops when they needed to. And that's what needs to happen in this game for Duke to win. Yeah, so here we are with this Duke football team. Uh, this game on Saturday against Notre Dame, and then you get the bye week pretty early in the season. A lot on the line for Duke still early in the year. But here we are, Jordan, after five games, they're going to get their bye week out of the way here the first week in October. Yeah, I don't honestly hate where the bye week is because, again, the estimates, he's 5'11", 230. The guy's going to get a ton of carries, and Duke's going to be banged up trying to stop him defensively. And I'm not – I actually think the bye week is coming at a good time for Duke, win or lose, to refocus and then take on, I think, NC State's the next opponent and then go from there, split the season in two seasons. So that would be five games here and I think seven games in the second half and get guys healthy going into NC State. And I honestly, I like where the bye is. But, yeah, it's going to be a, it's going to be a very physical game against Notre Dame. So physical in terms of, uh, look, Notre Dame is going to run the football. You mentioned the impressive numbers for Estime, their quarterback. Sam Hartman is no stranger to ACC football after many years playing at Wake Forest. Now, he's the Notre Dame quarterback this season. But what about that Duke offense? We mentioned running the football, uh, a heavy dose, having success in the passing game. What do you think it's going to take for the Duke offense on Saturday? I think Duke's going to have to run the game, run the ball. Run, the run game is what uh, opens up the pass game. And there's it's not a coincidence – it's not a coincidence Duke is 4-0 with like 15 rushing touchdowns, right? So that's clearly their bread and butter. And I think Duke needs to dominate the line of scrimmage on that side to where they can get first downs. Jordan Waters and uh, Jacquez Moore just really need to have an efficient game. Riley didn't really run the ball against UConn, and I think that was p- part of design. No need to take shots against a team that you're comf- you have a comfortable lead against. So I think he will be more aggressive running the ball against Notre Dame and We've seen what Riley can do with the ball in his hands in open field. He can't be tackled. He's like butter sometimes. And so I'm expecting I'm expecting a lot of responsibility by Riley this game, either passing or running, to be honest. And that's what's going to have Duke win or lose this game. A few days away from a big one, college game day to get your day started. Watch that on ESPN. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. And then by the time 7.30 p.m. comes around, a lot of people are going to be dialed in to this Duke and Notre Dame football game. Jordan, as always, man, it's great to see you. Best of luck to our Duke football team this upcoming weekend. I know that uh, I know you're excited. This is a moment you've been waiting for, as you said, your entire life. Yeah, I appreciate you having me again, JJ. But yes, Duke fans, embrace this week. I cannot stress that enough. Win or lose Saturday, this is a once in a lifetime thing that we're experiencing. Embrace it, soak it in, take it day by day. And I can't wait to watch game day Saturday morning. It's going to be amazing. Jordan, we'll talk to you again soon, okay? See you, brother. All right, that's Jordan Mann joining us here on today's episode of Locked On Blue Devils. And that's going to do it for our show here today. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, and good day.